Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, here on Blog Talk Radio. We are here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m., bringing you the latest medical commentary. We will bring you very interesting guests. We can be reached at 347-989-8899 or, of course, on the Internet at blogtalkradio.com. I thank you for making this the number one listen to medical program here in South Florida. And we will get on with the show very shortly. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here on Dr. Ron. We are unfiltered. We are uncensored. And today's topic, when we get to it, will be on dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Uh, But before we do that, uh, we would like to take a moment to wish Karen a very happy birthday down there in Long, or up there, I'm sorry, in Long Beach Island. Uh, Many happy ones, Karen. I hope you have a great day today. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we get on with the show, you always know that I always have an attitude of gratitude uh, because this this program is increasing uh, uh, with a bigger listener audience than I ever expected we would have. I've been doing this program now for over uh, three and a half years. And it's interesting. I started this program uh, talking about obesity and dementia, and here We've come around full circle, and some of the things that we talked about are still relevant as of today. So we definitely want to talk about that. We want you to know uh, that we will be talking about vaccines, and we would like you to to look at the worldmercuryproject.org, worldmercuryproject.org, to uh, see what's going on in the vaccine world. I'll I'll talk a little bit about that before we get to our main subject. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That, ladies and gentlemen, is to keep our attorneys happy. And before I introduce our guests and uh, get on with our topic. Just want you to know that uh, there is a uh, paper out uh, that has listed all the vaccine excipients and summaries of what's in vaccines. So you're, you're no one's going to tell you anything about that, but just take a, uh, for instance, the pneumococcal vaccine. It has cas amino acids in it, has yeast in it, ammonium sulfate, polysorbate 80, succinate buffer, aluminum phosphate, soy peptone, and broth. If you go through this list of vaccines, you'll see lots of formaldehyde, aluminum, the herpes zoster vaccine even has the fetal DNA in it, the diphtheria tetanus shot from Sanofi has the thimerosal. So I would... uh, ask you please to look up that uh, website, worldmercuryproject.org, and we'll talk more about uh, vaccines uh, in the coming weeks because it's really important, and and, um, John F. Kennedy Jr. has been an advocate, not so much as an anti-vaccination person, but he just wants people to know what's in these vaccines and how it can be affecting your health, and of course, he's teamed up with Robert De Niro, and I think... uh, their uh, one-hour press conference is something you should look up on YouTube to get uh, educated about the vaccine. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get on with the show. 
and I'll introduce the subject, and we'll talk with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. From Bloomberg, dementia joins ranks of top global killers with no drug in sight, February 15th. Dementia has unseated AIDS as one of the world's top killers. New figures from the World Health Organization show as drug makers struggle to curb or cure it, Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia kill 1.54 million people. Uh, they killed it in, in 2015, more than twice the number of deaths from the disease in 2000. This is on WHO World Health Organization website. Dementia replaced HIV-AIDS as number seven on the global health watchdog list of the 10 biggest causes of death worldwide. Therapies help push fatalities from HIV and AIDS from 1.5 million down to 1.1 million over the same period. As I said, drug makers are struggling to understand Alzheimer's. Merck has just recently abandoned a high-profile study Less than three months after a similar defeat for Eli Lilly, more than 100 experimental treatments have failed to slow the condition, which dismantles memories and leaves patients unable to take care of themselves. Dementia affects some 47 million people around the world, and the number of cases will probably rise to 75 million by 2030, said uh, the director of uh, World Health Organization's Mental Health and Substance Abuse. It's a huge problem, ladies and gentlemen, huge problem. And we're going to discuss that as uh, we introduce our guests. Uh, let's see where they are here, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry. Dr. Dan, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry, if you're there. Good afternoon to you, too. And Dr. Thank you. Jerry. Yeah, I'm here. Well, I don't think I'm a guest anymore. I'm, think I'm part of the family. <laughs> you are the family. I, I shouldn't even say guest. I mean co-host. You know, I, and thank you for correcting me. Yeah, thank you for correcting me. I, uh, you're give it to him, Jerry. Give it to him. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Jerry has his own way of giving it to you, but he's very no. But he does use Vaseline, so that's good. <laughs> No, we use uh, omega threes now because the Vaseline's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to start off with something a little bit, a little bit of a curveball, uh, talking about the this what I devastating diagnosis that nobody wants to hear, Alzheimer's. I'm going to talk to you about uh, a lot of patients at the Ohio Memory Clinic who are given this heartbreaking news, but guess what? Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, co-hosts of this show, it wasn't true. Before learning that, however, many fell into what you would expect, a deep depression. Some made plans about how and when they would commit suicide, and one patient went through with it and actually shot himself in the head. Well, you can imagine the clinic where those false diagnoses were made has been hit with dozens of lawsuits. And one of the attorneys involved said the clinic director put all those patients through hell simply to make money. But greed isn't the only reason why someone can be given a wrong diagnosis of Alzheimer's or dementia. In fact, it happens a lot. And you're going to be shocked to find out why, as I was. Let's, uh, let's talk about Betty Walworth, an 83-year-old. She was told she had Alzheimer's, despite the fact that she was having all the classic symptoms, the diagnosis was still a shock. The next blow was when her driver's license was taken away. But this Canadian woman, she wasn't convinced. She said, quote, I decided to prove there's nothing wrong with me, unquote. And she went about doing just that. It turned out, like those Ohio patients, she really didn't have Alzheimer's at all. What was wrong with her, however, is a condition that more and more seniors are suffering these days and we talked about it last month, it's called polypharmacy. Polypharmacy means being prescribed multiple medications, and it's something that a geriatric expert at UCLA Medical Center calls, quote, America's other drug problem, unquote. It's also something that can make it seem like you're a textbook Alzheimer's case. 
Well, Miss Walworth was taking numerous drugs, one for pain, one for her eye, a swollen ankle, a cold, just to name a few. And when she researched what the side effects were of this mixture, she was stunned. It was as if the doctors had cooked up a recipe for Alzheimer's symptoms. They made it up. That the scientific advisor for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada said that it's quite likely. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. 20% of those who have signs of dementia really don't have the condition but are suffering from the effects of taking multiple medications. We hear the rest of this. Because even if you're not taking a lineup of drugs, certain medications all on their own can mess with your mind enough to make it appear you have dementia or worse. So this brings us to a study done last year in Toronto, and they discovered that it's possible uh, that close to 11% of Alzheimer's diagnoses are wrong. And considering that Alzheimer's Association says that there are now over 5 million Americans who have the disease, the implications of that 11% figure, ladies and gentlemen, are enormous. Can you imagine the horror of being told you have dementia or Alzheimer's and not knowing that the cure could simply be stopping a drug you're taking? The fact that more doctors don't realize what those meds can do is heartbreaking. And these aren't just rare medicines. There's over 100 different drugs, some over-the-counter, that can trigger dementia symptoms. So... Let me just go through a, a quick list of these, and uh, like benzodiazepines, called benzodiaz- they're called benzos, right? Ativan, Librium, Valium, Xanax, et cetera. How about antidepressants? I mean, uh, antihistamines, like Benadryl, drugs to help you sleep, like Ambien, and the one that we've talked about on this program, statins to lower your cholesterol, like Lipitor and other drugs, especially proton pump inhibitors like Zantac and those medications for overactive bladder and incontinence like Detrol and drugs for your blood pressure that include Procardia and Vasodilan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about having more polypharmacy checked. You want to go and make sure, remember we call it the brown bag checkup, so you have to see if any of your drugs or any of your drug combinations could be the real reason. The miracle cure for dementia we've all been hoping for may not be a new drug. It may be discarding some of the old ones. That's my opening monologue. And as I, Dr. Jerry and I talked about today, it seems like when you go to a physician, they just keep their head down in their tablet, typing away, look up occasionally to say hello, and then you're out of there. So, again, it's up to you to uh, take your health into your own hands. Well, Dr. Jerry, what's your opening remarks? My opening remarks, basically, most people would rather be killed by a notorious doctor than be healed by a quack. (laughs) (laughs) So true. You know, uh, all the things that we talk about on this show, uh, I I get it from my uh, associates on the golf course. Oh, that, that hasn't been proven. This hasn't been proven. Well, you know, only about 20% of what we do in in medical schools actually proven by double blind studies uh, so that 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 argument doesn't hold uh, so uh, we need to have alternative medicine we've just uh, the the paradigm that we're, we're we're practicing under now is bankrupting us people are living older but they're sicker uh, there, the estimates for the future just for this disease is in the trillions of dollars. Uh, I, I have a stack of papers on my desk and I'll come across it, but I think it would be the 18th economy in the world uh, if you took into account how much dementia is going to cost in 2050. Yeah, here it is here. If dementia cases were uh, care was a country, it would be the world's 18th largest economy, more than the market values of companies such as Apple, Google, and Exxon. So we have a problem. We have to uh, admit we have a problem, and since there is no quote-unquote cure, how do we prevent it? And I think we have to talk about the symptoms of Alzheimer's and, and what we can do to prevent it. Uh, just in front of me right now. Could colloidal silver help pre- prevent dementia? 
top environmental risk factors for dementia. What kind of good diet prevent dementia? Uh, the verdict on statins and dementia. Uh, long-term use of Benadryl and over-the-counter medications linked to dementia. Proton pump inhibitors linked to dementia. dementia. Vitamin D status may increase your risk of dementia. Dodge the dementia bullet by dumping drugs. The link between vitamin D deficiency and dementia confirmed. So, you know, I just tried to think about where we're going to go with this today. How are we going to get all this information out with this disease? But year 2050 is going to affect a, a, a person every 33 seconds. Every 33 seconds. So we have to start someplace. Uh, so I'm going to start with Dr. Jerry. Well, first, I got to make the comment that I'm offended by the word alternative because, in reality, these natural remedies were on the marketplace well before the drugs came on the scene. So, in reality, it's a mind game. The drugs are really the alternative treatments. Good point. So, uh, and, and the common term now is complementary cam, complementary alternative, uh, but still that alternative is in there. So, I, I get your point. Yeah, and the bottom line is, you remember from the old physiology textbooks back in the 40s, you know, Tuttle and Tuttle and all those other great books, they spoke about vitamin therapy for all these different problems. And, you know, when the drugs came on in the 50s and all, they just dropped all this wonderful information. But in reality, uh, looking at at the situation, it, it's relatively simple. And And by that, I mean... What are some of the, the main causes of dementia? Well, you know, the bottom line is stress. I mean, come on, who doesn't live under stress today? Running, taking the kids to, you know, acrobatics, music, soccer, whatever. Okay, your adrenals keep firing, and the cortisol is pumped out to high levels. That causes direct damage to the brain. So what goes with the rushing around but that good old cup of coffee that's sitting in your console well, guess what? The caffeine stimulates cortisol. Tea with caffeine in it stimulates cortisol. So the routine things that we're doing and, and thinking that are innocuous are really bringing on dementia big time. Well, I agree with that, and I uh, and we should talk more about that. When I re- originally started this program three and a half years ago, we talked about uh, obesity and uh, dementia. And there's a direct correlation between belly size and dementia. Uh, and listen to some of those early programs with Dr. Perlmutter. They were really great. But here, here's, here's the common denominator, Jerry, as I see it. Uh, the common denominator is chronic inflammation, in my opinion, because... Uh, if you're overweight, you're under a lot of stress and whatever, you have a lot of inflammation. And chronic inflammation is associated with insulin resistance, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, atherosclerosis, among other things. And the new name for Alzheimer's disease, I guess everybody's aware of it, is type 3 diabetes. 3 diabetes. Why? Because the sugar goes right through the blood-brain barrier. Okay? But you know what? It does need some insulin to be really, really effective. The brain uses a lot of sugar, but it needs insulin to be really effective. And as you have chronic inflammation, you get insulin resistance, and there you go. Uh, the aging brain, so to speak. So, well, uh, the bottom that, line is, too, that, all the chemicals you know that we're exposed to on a daily basis, that in itself will cause chronic inflammation. You know, uh, low thyroid, which is very common in our society today, causes systemic inflammation. So we're basically, you know, being set up for this uh, common denominator and all these other factors, high blood pressure and prescription drugs and smoking and the coffee and the alcohol consumption um, and the nutritional deficiencies. It's all multifactorial. And, you know, when you're young, your body can, um, you know, put up with this uh, you know, degradation, but you reach a point, and unfortunately, it's happening in the 40s now where your mind's just starting to deteriorate. All right, so I mean, Jerry, you had, you had sent me uh, some, some, some uh, symptoms of, of uh, dementia. Why don't, why don't we go through some of those? Uh, bottom line is 
routine things like impairment of thinking, communication, and memory, uh, especially short-term memory, uh, trouble with memory and the early signs of dementia, that's, that's a biggie. Uh, difficulty in finding the right words, uh, you know, depression, uh, again, is a typical early dementia symptom. Uh, personality changes, people getting argumentative uh, over, you know, nonsense, um, a shift from being shy to outgoing. I know it was really wild. My, my mother-in-law, she was very shy, and when she lost her marbles, you know, she started calling my, my father-in-law names that uh, you would blush. <laughs> So, you know, these these things happen, and you see it firsthand, and, you know, you understand the mechanism, but unfortunately, uh, sometimes it's too late to to do what, you know, reverse it. But, uh, you know, apathy and listlessness, uh, common early symptoms, persons, you know, they lose interest in any hobbies, activities, they don't want to go anywhere. Uh, there's confusion. I know I had a good buddy who was an ex-judge, wonderful guy. I mean, intelligent, he could tell you what happened 30 years ago in history, but ask him what the hell he wore yesterday. He, he couldn't remember. And, uh, the poor guy, you know, he, he, he couldn't find his way home one night and a, a cop stopped him. He said, thank God he knew the cop and the guy, uh, you know, let him home. But this is, this is what the hell's happening. And he's only like, you know, in his early seventies. So, um, you know, again, being repetitive, uh, telling jokes over and over again, like I do sometimes, <laughs> The sense of direction and spatial orientation problems. Um, you know, the key here is that I call it uh, mentally slow motion, mental slow motion. And um, that's what happens. You know, the circulation decreases, the chemicals build up, the uh, neurons break down, the little dendrites which connect the, the cells in the brain all start to deteriorate. And, um, you know, people will slough it off for a while, but then after it gets to be out of control. What do you think, Dr. Dan? What do I think? I think um, what you spoke about previously, um, that the real medicine is is uh, is what we're talking about. And then the Western medicine came in and all this thing is, all this is getting mixed together. Because I remember back, back when I was growing up, uh, people didn't believe in vitamins. But my father, you know, he practiced almost 50 years he gave his vitamins every day, and I think it made a difference. And I believed in vitamins all my life and during my practice, as I told you last week when uh, the surgeon would come in and just do a surgery, I'd go in and order 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C and a good multivitamin for my patients. And I think this, this helped them heal better, and maybe the fact that I prescribed this, and you did, I'm sure, helped us to be able to think today on this radio program. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, the, the B vitamins are one of the most critical, uh, in, uh, you know, for the health of the brain. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I can't emphasize this enough. And, you know, unfortunately, when you look at all your baked products, everything says fortified. Well, when it says right. fortified, it's synthetic. Right, Dr. Dan? And you know the chemistry right. is good for robots, but not humans. I listened to you last week, and I because I take a B complex plus uh, folic acid and a B12. Uh, uh, well, the B12 every other day, but um, I smelled the B complex, and you told me that if it smelled, it was synthetic. Well, it doesn't smell. Good. <laughs> so I'm happy with that. Okay. I'm going to keep taking it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a well, simple it's, little test. You know, if it smells like a drug, it is a drug. Right. Well, it, it didn't smell, and I'm going to keep taking my B-complex, and I think it's a good thing, and everybody needs it. Not to an well, excessive, excessive yeah. extent. You know, and most of us don't get enough. Too. Yeah, most of us don't get enough of the B vitamins in our diet. You know, we think iceberg lettuce, a cucumber, oh. and a radish, and tomatoes, a salad. What do, what do we call the iceberg lettuce paper? Tissue paper. Tissue paper. Tissue paper. Yeah. Got nothing in it. My and my wife went out in the garden and made a tremendous organic salad for us last night with all kind of good stuff and all green vegetables. Beautiful. That's what people should do. Start growing their own today. And don't put any well, glyphosate on anything. <laughs> because right, we're so killing ourselves with that. The problem is everybody next door is using it. 
and it gets in the air, and it gets into our products. Keep your weight under control. You know, do the best. Hello. Yeah, we're here. There. Yes. Okay. Now I I, I thought we lost everybody. Look, it's really important, ladies and gentlemen, keep your weight under control because uh, excess weight uh, leads to these cytokines, which uh, are inflammatory. But something you may not hear very much about uh, is snoring. You know, it's more than uh, just you being forced to sleep on the sofa. Uh, It won't kill you, ladies and gentlemen, but it will kill your brain cells because when you stop breathing, even briefly, you don't get oxygen, right? And night after night, it eventually builds up. And again, a new study finds that this slaughtering of cells as you age, it ages your brain so fast that you could have the mind of a 90-year-old by the time you reach 77. So polypharmacy, snoring, okay? Uh, there may be some things that you can alter without, you know, you've been getting rid of drugs and go to a sleep center. Uh, if, you've, if you've been dealt a hand that lets you snore a lot, I just saw this study in the journal Neurology, finds that you'll get Alzheimer's five years earlier if you have apnea or if you're mm. a heavy snorer. Okay, so, all right, polypharmacy and snoring, two things that you can take care of yourself, okay, to prevent the, the disease in the first place. Since, as we said, there are no known cures for this thing. All right, and it's going to bankrupt our families. Uh, and anybody know about hearing loss and people that don't want to get get uh, hearing aids? Oh yeah, absolutely. I know people. I have them in the family. They won't do it. And and if I scream yeah. at them, they they get mad at me because they can't hear me, and they think that what I'm do you wrong. Think, what do you think that has to do with dementia or Alzheimer's, Dan? Well, that's a possi- there's a possibility. With uh, with some some people, I feel that that's that's probably affecting the hearing, probably affecting the inner ear. I think so. Well, the hearing keeps your your gears, you know, turning in your brain. And uh, when things go silent and the gears turn slowly, the next thing you do is, uh, like Jerry said, you lose your marbles. Okay, right. your brains actually shrink. Uh, your brains actually shrink. So if you think that you're a, you know, a superman and you're, you're going to make it work, and even though all your friends and wives and significant others are saying you're not hearing, uh, you're not doing anything for your brain. You're making your brain shrink. So here right. we go. Right? We got hearing, snoring, polypharmacy, uh, things that you can take care of yourself uh, if you want to. You know, we'll, we'll talk about ginseng and fish oil, but the, these are things that, that are not too, too rocket science for people. Uh, I think it's, it's something you got to think about. you got to get back to basics. You know, people are looking for these magic uh, potions, and you know, but that's not the answer. It's just simplicity, especially lifestyle, um, reducing the stress in your life, exercising, even if it's just taking a walk. Uh, to reduce uh, the stress and get the lymphatics pumping. And if you can't go out, you know, they have those little mini trampolines that you can jump up and down for 10, 15 minutes, and that gets the lymphatics pumping to get the the sludge out of your system. Um, You know, you you don't have to join a big gym and spend a lot of money to get good good quality exercise. No, I I know a a doctor. He used to say, uh, it's a Ned Hollowell. Do you ever hear Ned Hollowell? He's the famous ADD, ADHD doctor. He used to say uh, for the kids that have ADHD, and, and if they just don't want to move, just have them run up and down the steps a few times. Just start going up and down steps and get your body moving. And that gets the endorphins and the dopamine and so forth flowing. Or even for anybody who just feels like they don't want to move, they don't want to get up off that sofa and just jump up and down in place. And that'll get your circulation moving and also prevent phlebitis at the same time. So I thought he had some pretty good ideas. Well, that's a great idea, especially if your mother-in-law lives beneath you. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. You give her a good headache, right? Right. <laughs> you're you're not down here in Florida. Everything's on one floor. <laughs> and no basement. Wait, wait, what? When we started this program, we also used to say, get your meat off the seat. Right. Okay, yeah. Really important. They say right. you should get another up every 20 minutes. Well, get up you, every know, you know what minutes, I mean? You know, if you're watching television or whatever. Just go to the dollar parlor and get a, uh, uh, a sand. Uh, oh, my gosh. Maybe I'm getting Alzheimer's. Just get one of those sand <laughs> timers. And if you're at your computer, you know, get get one that goes for about 10, 15 minutes, even an hour, whatever it is. And when the sand goes from the top to the bottom, get your meat off the seat and walk around. I mean, you exactly. can't stay seated all the time. Get all right. Bucket we, to the store. I was there today. There you go. There you go. Yeah, a couple right other place. little things that I wanted to mention to you. Uh, you know, there's a thing called chemo brain from chemotherapy it these substances are so darn toxic that it's actually damaging the brain i know my poor wife you know uh, uh, a little over five years ago she went through the chemo and it just destroyed her i mean the poor thing she, she reached a point where she stopped driving because she couldn't remember how to get the hell home but mm. it, it just destroys all the living tissue and it's a race between you know killing the cancer and killing you so chemo you know you got to start weighing all these factors uh, when you when you decide to go down a rabbit hole with treatment, and uh, you know the answers are out there, uh, you know, and just don't take one one opinion. You know, go for multiple opinions. Um, well, yeah, okay. Then yeah, there's some there, the there's thing, some uh, when you're doing that, when you're taking chemotherapy, you can also take certain uh, supplements that will help to decrease the effects of the chemotherapy. I can't think of them now. Yeah, glutathione. Glutathione is one of the most important ones with any chemo. Okay. And uh, it basically helps prevent peripheral neuropathy, especially with the cisplatinum drugs, which damage the nerve endings. But in, in reality, and it's in the medical literature, so I'm not making this up, it actually enhances the chemotherapy, and that's all documented. So... You know, a doctor starts to give you a bag that, uh, oh, it's going to reduce the effectiveness. You look him right in the eye and say, Doc, you better read up on your own literature because it's just the reverse. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it, it, watch your sugar if you have cancer, God forbid. Because cancer well, loves to live off of sugar. Absolutely. Uh, because I know people in my own family who refuse to, to give up their ridiculous Italian diets. I'll put it to you that way. And they well, just kept addictive. on eating whatever they wanted, and we tried to talk to them, but didn't didn't uh, didn't sink in. They didn't last too long. God forbid. Well, what are you going to do? May their souls rest in peace. There we go. All right. So yeah. we have maybe maybe, uh, maybe silver would would be good for this situation too. I don't know if there are any studies on silver to show that it helps with Alzheimer's. Well, I think if you have fungal infections in the brain, the uh, the silver would be definitely a positive, uh, you know, approach. And, and infections, and I find, you know, infections in the brain when I test some patients that have uh, memory issues. And, um, you know, the bottom line is the ionic silver uh, is one of those things that will get through the tissues, the blood-brain barrier, and uh, can work miracles. Well, you, you would you'd be interested in interested in this study, Dr. Jerry. It came out of the University of California. They followed 5,500 elderly people over 18 years. That's one eight, 18 years. So I would say that's a pretty decent uh, study. They found that those who brushed their teeth less than once a day were 65% more likely to develop dementia than those who brush more frequently. So they said, how could brushing your teeth more frequently result in lower dementia? Well, uh, of course, you know it's about these the, the gum-related bacteria, and that's where the, the colloidal silver came into this study. Not to go through yeah, the whole well, thing. yeah. The bottom line is, when you brush your teeth, you can, you know, especially if you have periodontal problems, you know, you get bacteriemia into the bloodstream. That can go, you know, to the heart and the bacteria and the carditis get into the brain, get into yeah, any well, organ. They also said. The researchers know that inflammation triggered by oral bacteria, also known as plaque bacteria, is implicated in conditions including heart disease, stroke, and diabetes, and dementia. So 
I mean, there are there this the, the colloidal silver, believe it or not, is, is has been studied out there because the colloidal silver they said tames dental plaque, and I think uh, you'll agree, Doctor Doctor Jerry, that that's really important. Oh, absolutely. And then you know, with our modern high tech dentistry, when you start to pile on the 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 bricks on the camel's back or the straws, you know, you have root canals which, you know, give off thioethers, which are uh, related to mustard gas. So these, you know, plus you have 400 different species of bacteria in the mouth, and when you have a dead organ on the tooth, uh, those, it, it, it tracks the inflammation. It attracts pathogens to that dead organ to devour the debris. So, you know, all that's getting into the thyroid, uh, the thymus, again, the immune system, the heart, up into the brain, um, you know. It's it's too simple. It's staring you right in the face, and unfortunately, the medics and the most dentists don't connect the dots on these things. You know, and it's, it's just so easy. Like, it's just, just, just so just easy. Say what we're yeah, talking about. Sorry. We're talking about common sense approaches to dementia at this point: snoring, weight, brushing your teeth, and the other thing that Dr. Jerry has mentioned is, is vitamin D levels. But low vitamin D levels are associated with dementia. Why? Because they are a cause of chronic inflammation. So, again, I, you know, you know uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the one for looking up studies. I love it when researchers uh, show that uh, what we talk about is actually true. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't, you didn't hear other shows, you know, it takes a, on on the best. Under the best conditions, 17 years for research to get into the into the textbooks that our young doctors are studying. So, the, what you're hearing here is is putting you at least 17 years ahead of the curve. Okay, so D3 activates white blood cells. All right, so they go charging right to your brain and wipe out the beta amyloid plaques, according to this study. So here's something you could take, you know, it's not hard to do. Get a blood test if you're not at around 50, the number's 50, 20. If your doctor says you're normal, don't don't listen to that because 20 is, uh, is the lowest end of normal. You don't want to be 20. You want to be 50. So, I mean, that's something you can do. You can you can supplement. You can get some sun uh try and prevent dementia. So, I mean... I, to, to me, this is, this is exciting in some respects, is because common sense does does dictate uh, some of these easy treatments. If you're on a proton pump inhibitor, if you're taking Nexium, you're, you're the, the purple pill that, which is almost a, like an opioid, because once you get on it, it's really hard to get off of it because of the rebound effect. You know, talk to your doctor. You want to get off of that? Okay, it, it can cause dementia. If you're on a statin drug, which is maybe two to at best, 10% effective in people that already have multiple uh, heart problems. You want to talk about uh, an, an alternative to that. These are things you can do because the, you know, nobody wants to hear that they have dementia. Because we all know that a guy that does everything right, follows his diet, whatever, and then someday you know, he says, oh, you have early signs of, de- of uh, dementia. Well, gets his vitamin D level checked and it's, uh, you know, can't even uh, measure it. That could be taken care of. Well, another important thing that you can do is get a uh, an indicator, a, a simple a blood test for homocysteine. They actually, I think, have these test kits you could do at home with a little finger prick, uh, putting a drop of blood on a, a piece of paper, and it, it basically gives you an indication of your homocysteine levels. And you know, if you're eating too much dairy or too much meat in your diet, this will help, uh, you know, increase homocysteine. And simple things like, you know, the B vitamins, the folic acid, especially B12, reduces the homocysteine. So this is something that you can, you know, grab in your own control. See what monitor, where your homocysteine level is. It, it's so important. It's, it's more important than all these other fancy blood tests because this is damaging to the brain directly. And, and and the remedy is cheap, you know, B vitamins. By the way, is a uh, uh, to get more vitamin D? Does that give you a good excuse to buy a convertible? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that, 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 that's a that's a given. It's in the package insert. Right? Isn't that right, Ron? Yeah, it's in the package insert. Can I tell I you? I want another convertible, Ron. I'm telling you. <laughs> now here's the other thing. 
can you deduct the, the convertible from your taxes because your doctor wrote your prescription to get more vitamin D? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a medical necessity. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, so besides, uh, so we're going to get into some things you can do in your in your life to actively uh, uh, take try and prevent this disease. Uh, Dr. Jerry already talked about homocysteine reduction, and that's a critical uh, 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 asset that no one no one really talks a lot about. Uh, so you you know if that's high, you have a lot of inflammation going on. Okay, it's really high when you have a coronary heart disease. Well, let me just talk to, 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 to some of our elder listeners because I feel that if they're in their 80s or 90s, I want to congratulate them. And you don't have to listen to any of this stuff because you already <laughs> made it. <laughs> super seniors, they already got it. So they, they made it without any help from uh, anybody on this program. But there is a little test that you can do uh, to see if you have uh, – <laughs> While you're outliving your doctors, let me just find what this said. All right, it says first. <laughs> you know what? I lost my place here. I, this anyway. The, a simple test was actually your grip strength. Just, uh, just makes if you have a good grip strength and you're in your 80s and 90s, you, you well, you shouldn't have to worry about anything anyway. Congratulations for making it that far. But uh, a simple grip strength test. Uh, make sure you're, ba- you're balanced. You can walk at least 15 feet and have good balance. Uh, you don't ha- you're, you're not going to have an iron grip strength. You're not going to uh, you know, do any wild yoga moves like my dad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's a simple little thing. Uh, is if, if you're, you start losing your grip strength, uh, you got to be careful. You got to look for some things you can correct. Okay, well, you can tell if they have good grip strength that they still have their recess money, right? That's right. <laughs> they open up that little purse. That's it. <coughs> All right. I'm going to have to arm wrestle you one day, Ron. What's that? I'm going to have to arm wrestle you one day. How's that? That's fine with me. We'll see how our our strength is in the arms. There we go, grip strength. All right, so, so we're, we're talking about some things that that are that you can do to prevent the onset of of, of dementia. Dr. Jerry talked about homocysteine and the vitamins that, that you can take to uh, decrease that. Uh, we talked about exercise. oil. Yeah, oh, coconut so, yeah, talk oil. About that. It's so simple. It basically uh, it's your median chain triglycerides, and it's rich in uh, lauric acid and caprylic acid. <laughs> And it reduces your oxidative stress. Uh, it, people don't realize it's very high in vitamin E. It can sit on the countertop for five years and not go rancid. So it's a powerful antifungal, antiviral, antimicrobial, antiparasitic, and it supports your immune system, your thyroid stimulating. It helps you control your blood sugar, improve your cognitive thinking. Uh, also repairs damaged tissue and supports healthy digestion. But th- the important thing is it tastes good. And it's simple. You just take a teaspoon, put it in your mouth, and actually, if you you talk about the, uh, the the brushing of the teeth and the infections in the mouth, you can use coconut oil to do oil pulling. It pulls the toxins out of your gums, the plaque, and the bone in your mouth. So you, it's kind of like an oral douche in a sense. It's it's very refreshing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just spit it out though you know after 10 10 minutes of swishing around the the coconut oil you want to spit it out because it has all the toxins in there but um ingesting it uh definitely helps repair the brain and that's a really important thing and it's simple and it's inexpensive you know you don't need a you know expensive drugs and all that nonsense um the turmeric uh, with the curcumin helps to clean the liver out because that filter if that liver is congested uh, then the poisons just keep recirculating around the body and gets up into the brain and causes you know chronic inflammation and damage. Uh, the ginkgo, simple little uh, herb that increases blood circulation. I think I mentioned this once before. A good friend of mine, his mother down in Florida, she misplaced her dentures for a year, couldn't find them. And I said, I told him, next time you're down visiting your mother, give her some ginkgo. And he did. And an hour later, she ran back after she took the ginkgo. She ran back into the bedroom and she found her dentures. 
So it definitely increases memory circulation. Uh, Bacopa, which is, again, an herb, and that's good for long-term memory. Ginkgo is great for short-term memory. Uh, Bacopa actually helps repair neurons in the brain. Um, you know, it's a simple herb. You don't need a prescription, and you don't have to worry about interacting with uh, uh, other nutrients. And the other interesting thing, butter. You know, butter raw sources from cows that are not pest, you know, being shoved pesticides on their grasses and steroids and antibiotics and all that chemical poisons. Butter is very, very healthy, and you can take a, a teaspoon of um, butter and put it in your coffee along with the coconut oil, and it is delicious, and it's also healthy for you. And you might even get addicted to it. It's so good. Um, the GABA, you know, the gamma uh, aminobutyric acid, it's made from uh, glutamate. The glutamate is a nutrient that stimulates the brain, and GABA quiets it down. It acts as an inhibitory uh, neurotransmitter. So it helps quiet you down if you're overactive. Um, again, the omega-3 fatty acids are very essential for brain repair. Uh, vitamin D, we also mentioned it, the DHA, uh, again, reduced Alzheimer's risk in by about 50%. Uh, you know, so all simple little things that you have control over that you don't need, uh, you know, a $500 blood test to, to tell you what the heck's going on. So, Dr. Ron, you have any other, I think you have some other nutrients that, you've come across? Well, I do, but, you know, just generally uh, exercise and omega-3 fatty acids. We really had not talk a lot about it, but, uh, you know, but a brand, a, a, a brand that uh, doesn't have any other uh, additives in it, and uh, even your coconut oil. It should be organic. Okay, organic. Absolutely, and, you know, the interesting thing about the fats is that they basically metabolize the ketones, and it's the ketones that um, basically uh, stimulate the growth of new brain cells. So, you know, exactly. eating fats is really good for you, and, and uh, contrary to the disinformation from the fake medicine news. Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned ketones, and, and one thing that uh, you can do, I mean, to get ketogenic, which means that if you're burning up your protein and fat, uh, you don't have to fast for a week. You can do what's called intermittent fasting, like Dr. Gupta talks about, uh, which means uh, maybe from the time you go to bed, at the time you finish your meal at 7 o'clock at night, you don't eat anything until 12 o'clock the next day. That gives you uh, 14, 15 hours of, of really fasting. And that's an easy way to do it because you're sleeping eight of those hours. And speaking about sleeping, restorative sleep is really important for preventing Alzheimer's disease. Very important to get a good night's sleep. And we, you know, that's something that you, you don't talk about because you can't. Nobody can make money out of it. Well, nice the other thing too, if, if yeah, if you're getting less than seven hours of sleep a night, um, your body's so stressed out you can't even get rid of the viruses inside the cells. So you're literally setting yourself up for fungal infections in the brain, viral infections in the brain. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take much. You know, Donald's hamburgers and French fries and, and uh, high fructose corn syrup, and uh, now you got a brain infections. Yeah, I mean, here, here, you know, things that you can avoid. And the other thing we didn't talk about, and there's just so much to talk about, that, you know, we talked about uh, the homocysteine. The higher it is, the faster your, your brain degenerates and ages. The opposite is true for vitamin B12, though, ladies and gentlemen. The higher it is, the slower you, your brain ages. Okay? So, you know, you vegetarians out there, uh, you know, you need an injection of vitamin B12. Uh, you, the oral stuff that I have been associated with my whole life doesn't really get absorbed. But you really have to be careful uh, of your vitamin B12 level. It, it does affect your brain tissue. Uh, I had I you know, even uh, even the silica and beer is not too bad for you, ladies and gentlemen. Believe me. What so, kind of beer was that, Ron? Uh, the, the the silica that's in beer is really good for your brain. Oh, silica. Well, we'll, we'll go there another time. 
All right, okay. right now we want to talk talk about vitamin D, vitamin B12, the, the, the vitamins that Dr. Jerry talked about, the, the B6, the folate, GABA, the... Uh, Sammy, we forgot Sammy. Yeah, we did. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, it helps repair the brain. Um, and that's, you know, the key component is looking for natural substances that the brain can use to repair itself instead of the uh, harsh chemicals. I have to go to Costco okay. and pick up Sammy on sale. They're having it on sale right now. Yeah, it's basically um, it's it's vital for what they call methylation. methylation. So it's a chemical process that uh, happens millions of times every second, and every cell in the body, you know, has Sammy that the S uh, adenosilomethylmethionine. Uh, uh, it's easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> Because my dentures are loose, what can I tell you? Uh, now you, now you, now you got your, you got your tongue caught in your eye tooth, and you, and you couldn't see what you were saying. That's right. <laughs> but the the key here is that whenever possible, try to go natural with your supplements, uh, because the body works so much better with it. And uh, the other key thing is, you know, when you're taking your B vitamins, that homocysteine breaks down to glutathione, which is extremely important for the liver. The liver needs glutathione for its phase two detoxification process. Most people are deficient. Uh, so, you know, eating avocados is high in glutathione. So that's, you know, a good thing. And it's a good quality fat. Um, and then the other chemical that, of course, the homocysteine breaks down to is the SAMI. So the B vitamins, you know, if nothing else, you want to make sure you're getting a natural source of B vitamins in your diet every day. And you'll see your energy goes up. You'll you'll have less digestion problems because, you know, all your B vitamins help in metabolizing carbohydrate, fats, proteins. And um, it's good for nerve transmission, uh, healing. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's too simple. It's too basic. And, uh, again, most doctors... Yeah, most doctors real quickly will tell you there's no difference in synthetic vitamins versus natural vitamins, and that's just not true. Uh, if they did curly and photography on them, they would see the difference. But uh, it, well, we, the synthetics are that what, just what they are. They're synthetic, and most of them have a, a petro, petroleum base, and it's not something you want to be putting in your body. Jerry, there's something we didn't talk about. I just happened to think about it as you were mentioning uh, glutathione. It reminded me of uh, Dr. Russell, and that's mercury. Uh, yeah, it burns the. Uh, the they, they've actually shown uh, if you go to the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology website, I believe they had a video on there showing when you expose dendrites, you know, they're the little tails that come off of the neurons. The mercury literally migrates up the the tubulin that's the the sheath the covering of the nerve and it destroys it i mean you can see it in the little video that they had on their website i mean and that's unfortunately what the heck's going on with these heavy metals they're destroying the whole nervous system and the other wacky thing too is um the emfs that we're exposed to with the wi-fi and the cells it's causing dehydration of the cells you know and it's frying the brain i mean the one study that they they did, they were trying to disprove the fact that the you know the cell phones uh, are safe, or they're trying to prove that it was safe. It actually showed that it's detrimental, and it's it's breaking down the protein in the brain when you hold it up to your head. And Dr. Talmor, you know, validated that. And also the headphones that the people are using they, for their music, it, they're frying their brain bilaterally with the uh, magnetic fields. And 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 really. Just as scary is if you have amalgam, silver, mercury amalgam, fillings in your mouth, you're releasing those to to go through the blood-brain barrier. The EMFs actually influence the blood-brain barrier. That, to me, is scary. Well, it's even more scary. In the 60s, they did the studies in Sweden, and they put um, uh, mercury fillings in dogs, and then, of course, they sacrificed the dogs. Within 24 hours, the mercury went from the tooth into the pulp through the nerves, 
and it was in the brain stem, and in 48 hours, it was in the pituitary gland. So putting a mercury filling in your tooth is, is goes directly up into the brain, and they've documented it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and that brings us to another point, Jerry. Uh, again, it, it, now we're not reinventing the wheel here. Avoid mercury. Avoid aluminum. Now, where do you get aluminum? And Cooking. acids. Cooking. And living uh, in Florida, when they blast off a rocket, you're getting 10 tons of aluminum from the fuel dumped into the atmosphere. But what can you what 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 aluminum can you avoid the under underarm uh, yeah and toothpaste yeah look at your toothpaste. toothpaste if it's Colgate's or Pepsi in there they have aluminum oxide in there it's a whitening agent it's crazy to put aluminum into your body so that's something I mean our our listeners can look for and avoid yeah absolutely so that, that, that's what I want to talk about I mean. If, if you know, a rocket goes off and we're here, you're over on the East Coast and maybe on the West Coast too, you, you can't do anything about that, but you can not use an antiperspirant with aluminum. You can not, you, you don't have to use a, a, a toothpaste that has aluminum in it. You don't have to cook an aluminum utensils. So uh, the things you can you can do, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not one of those things where you say, throw up your hand and say, well, it's all over the place. There's nothing I can do. Well, there sure is things you can do. Well, you know, if and you, you eat good eat quality avocados. protein, yeah, if yeah. you eat good quality protein, that'll chelate and pull out the the metals in your body, whether it be aluminum, mercury, cadmium, you know, arsenic. Um, so even if you can't avoid it by eating properly, good quality protein, and that's where I kind of like disagree with some of these vegetarian uh, concepts that you need the animal protein to help chelate out the heavy metals. Um, and also for the B12. But again, you know, eating properly, eating more raw foods whenever possible uh, gives your body the best chance of, uh, you know, surviving this onslaught of chemicals that we're, you know, confronted with on a daily basis. And and it it doesn't have to be uh, really hard. I mean, uh, you can eat dark chocolate. Uh, Not this Hershey's stuff, but the dark chocolate, almond butter. Ugh. Really good, a lot of antioxidant, anti-inflammatory properties. So I got to throw that in, but that goes along with the avocados. All right. So besides the coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, great. Uh, we we can talk about that another time. But the Mediterranean diet that uses uh, saturated oils uh, uh, has been shown to increase brain volume. I mean, these are studies that they did uh, MRIs of the brain. Uh, and the other thing, too, you know, you, Dr. Ron, I think we should stress very strongly, talk to your physician to reduce the number of drugs that you're on because there's there's substitutes that are safer. You know, the, the statin drugs especially cause, directly causes dementia. And, and like you said, polypharmacy, it confuses the brain. So you could sit down, look up on the Internet these drugs and see if there's any you know, conflicts of uh, using multiple drugs. And I, I want to give out a, a website, Aging Brain Care, A-G-I-N-G, B-R-A-I-N-C-A-R-E dot org, agingbraincare.org. And you'll see all the drugs that can influence your brain and make it look like you have dementia and so you don't end up in a in a a memory care center, maybe all you need to do is get rid of some of these drugs. Boy, Dr. Jeremy and Dr. Dan, I don't know where the time is going. It's just incredible. <laughs> it's over. I got I got uh, more we, stuff, but we can't do it today. I think we better we hold off. It. Go ahead. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, no, it's too much. I got a whole... Uh, uh, I got a whole lecture on uh, from uh, someone in Sweden on silver, but it's going to take time, Ron. Any little uh, pearls? Yeah, let's, get, let's have some. Okay, all right. Let me let me get this. Uh, this because, uh, uh, you oh, know, was, what we talked yeah. about today was things that our listeners could do to try and prevent dementia that are common sense. Uh, not expensive, don't uh, things to do, and maybe 
one thing is to get rid of some drugs, which are expensive, uh, get some sunshine, get, get some exercise, and uh, have a good positive attitude. But and get a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this Anders Sultan from Sweden, and um, his uh, website is www.ionsilver.com. Um, he's, uh, he makes uh, most of the uh, colloidal silver in uh, northern Europe. And uh, he makes a silver cocktail, which is uh, half colloidal silver, half red wine or any kind of wine or any kind of alcohol, and half lemon juice, fresh squeezed. And um, it's a good cold cocktail, and you sip it for two hours at the onset of any symptoms of a cold. And he says, this stuff really works. He said, because uh, uh, we used to have 90 micrograms of silver in our food and water 40 years ago, and now they've taken it out. They only have like nine micrograms, and this is all documented in Europe. So Europe removed silver, gold, and trace elements from the market, and of course this can disinfect water, you know, and and anything you want to use with it. And basically, he said, <laughs> without going into every uh, disease. Silver works on just about everything. He talked about rosacea, common colds, 300 viruses of the common colds or more. And he, he mentioned the lipid viruses are harder to get into. So alcohol in a cocktail breaks down the wall so that the silver can get into the virus. Have you ever heard of that? I have. We yes. talked and about he that says, last week when we talked about colloidal silver. Right, right, right. You're, you're right about that. He said, swish the silver around in your mouth again, as we talked about for a minute, and then swallow it. He, he, he said, safely, the FDA says we can take 10 grams in a lifetime, which is like six teaspoons a day for 80 years. But actually, I think they're, they're on the safe side when they say that we could probably take more. So then when you uh, die, Dr. You know how, Dan, so the, how Dr. Dan. So, Dr. Dan, when you die, your wife can t- send you to the smelter, right, and recoup it. Right. Well, well, I told her to take out any anything in my mouth as gold. <laughs> Thank right, you, Dan. Dan, let's, let's say let's say some of your silver facts for the. Yeah, yeah that, that's why I, I said this was a little too too long right right now to get into today. So maybe I, I we'll save want, some more I, of this for later on. Yeah, I want our listeners to to know about dementia and Alzheimer's, and and I I want to close by mentioning Chris Christopherson. Here is the person that was ready to hang it up, and everyone told him he had Alzheimer's, but thankfully he had some good good caregivers. And the bottom bottom line to Chris Christopherson's Alzheimer's was that he had Lyme disease. And right. Ladies and gentlemen, the great pretender, okay, just like the uh, the platters. Uh, yeah, the platters. Lyme disease is a great pretender, okay, and it can mimic multiple sclerosis, ALS, lupus, fibromyalgia, and you guessed it, dementia. So he was treated and he got cured, okay. So what we talked about today is how you can try to prevent this awful disease. Uh, but you need a good uh, attending naturopathic alternative practitioner to work with you. That's what I, that's what I hope you've learned for this hour, that Try to prevent this disease. And if you're 80, 90, 100 years old, forget everything we said. Just have a and have another glass of wine. But if you're younger, you know, use the colloidal silver for your keep your gums clean. Take the take some supplements. Keep your homocysteine level down. Keep your B12 level up. Uh, get some exercise. Use good grass-fed beef. Use medium-chain triglyceride coconut oil. Use olive oil. Eat avocados. Don't be told how bad they are. They are, they are, they are a good fat for you. It's, in fact, they are listed as one of the 
15 brain foods that we'll talk about next week. Okay, avocados, like Dr. Jerry said, excellent for you. They are rich in B vitamins and vitamin C. Uh, and we could talk about beets, blueberries, and so forth. But you've heard enough today to know that it's not helpless. You're not helpless out there. And uh, that's, that's, I'm glad that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that's a good one. So I'm just going to leave you with, with my little last uh, two cents worth. Don't take life too seriously because you'll never get out of it alive. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to leave, I'm you, going with... to leave you. I'm going to leave Dan. you before I leave you. I'll, I'll let you go last, Dan. Uh, Dr. Dick O'Grunion, he said the human body is an electro-biomechanical plant which demands biochemicals to imagine it can properly function with dead, Lifeless chemicals is the epitome of ludicrousness. Mm. Dr. Dan. Okay, I was watching the movie Network uh, last night and, and, and the night before. Did anybody see Network? No. 1976. It's got to do with what's really happening with the media now. But I just want to take a couple of statements out that Peter Finch brought up and won the Academy Award which goes along with what we're talking about today with medicine. He said, stop the madness. And then he said, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to take this anymore. So we have to go on and look forward to the naturopathic stuff more now than we ever did to make us healthy and to prevent Alzheimer's and all these other diseases that we can possibly at least forestall. Excellent. That's my word for today. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with co-hosts Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. (laughs) And I want to tell you that we are going to talk about vaccines because they are in the forefront now. They're they're poisons that are injected into our body with no long-term studies. Uh, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan have listened to... uh, uh, Robert Kennedy Dr. Jr. Yeah, Robert that was Kennedy fantastic, Jr. by the way. So uh, we will we will be talking about them. Don't have no fear. Uh, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long hour. I appreciate your uh, listening. Uh, we really enjoy, and we put a lot of work into this program. And as long as you listen, and as long as uh, you're out there, uh, we'll continue with it. So until next week. Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan, listeners, see you then. See you on the radio. Ciao. 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 Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on Talkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.